Hello guys and welcome to another edition of the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast, uh, another Darwin's Day special, number five I believe, and um, I thought I'd just take you through the day I had yesterday. It was a very long day, I enjoyed it, um, but it did uh, did take a lot. <laughs> I was absolutely shattered by the end of the day. Uh, I, I, you know, yesterday morning I woke up uh, bright and early, um, made myself plenty of tea and... Um, I got to work with releasing the interview with uh, with Tim Dawes, um, kind of promoting the the sidebar event I had on later on that evening. It was a great interview, thank you, Tim. And um, yeah, I did that. Uh, it takes a while when you release an episode. You've got to uh, you got to release it, and you got to hit social media and spread it everywhere. And I had a few emails to write as well. So it was about it was about half past ten before I even got in the shower. So I got in the shower, got ready, and. And I walked off into town because I was going to go to the the Darwin Toast, which was at twelve o'clock at the Bellstone um, in 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 town. Um, we were then going to go on a tour. Um, all this was being led by um, John King. Uh, John King is um, he's our local expert in Darwin, and um, he did a beautiful job, a really really good job. I really like that guy. Um, so thank you to him. I got to explain actually to people that are listening to this to this show from from America and you know people that don't really know but the Bellstone is situated in Morris Hall courtyard. If you ever come to Shrewsbury and you've never been to see it, it's opposite the the new market the market hall um and it's uh, in Morris Hall courtyard. It's a it's a little looks like a little archway you walk through and you can go and see that that stone. So this stone is really important, and the reason why this stone is important is because it was explained to Darwin when he was a young child that this type of stone is usually found up in Scotland or up in uh, Cumbria, and um, so it got to Darwin to thinking, oh, well, why is it? What's it doing in Shrewsbury? How did this huge stone end up here? And um, it's only when he went to um, university in Edinburgh that he found out that it was a it was an ice glacier that moved from the north of the UK or England and Scotland all the way down into Shropshire and it, when the ice glacier melted that's when the stone was left there and uh, so this is this is the stone is really important because it starts Darwin thinking you know it's the almost a catalyst and you can go and see the stone you can go and touch it and um and uh, it's it's a great thing so it was Darwin's birthday yesterday so we did a toast and the toast was held by John King um, who's a great guy, um, and it was actually John who started the Darwin Festival in sorts back in 2003. He kind of realised that you know Shrewsbury as a town should be should be making more about the fact that you know Darwin was was born in Shrewsbury, and I totally agree. <laughs> and look what what this Darwin Festival is today. You know, it's it's quite cele- it's well celebrated and it's celebrated across the world as well in different places. Um, so well done John for that so after John had expertly um, explained about the Bellstone and where we kind of, where we were and what the occasion was we started a tour we were going to do a tour um, and we started off we walked down towards the quarry and then we, we stopped at St Chad's Church uh, if you've never been to Shrewsbury St Chad's Church is the the one that's at the top by the park a uh, big round building with the big gold cross on it you can't really miss it a beautiful building and it was explained that that was where Darwin was baptised, even though his family were Unitarian. Uh, the reason why he was baptised is uh, is to give Charles more prospects with education when he was older, because you couldn't get into a university back then if you didn't have faith. So he, either he was baptised 
to give him more options with um, education, which is a bit of a loophole, but uh, <laughs> a very clever one, which is cool. Um, so we went from there. We walked around to the old market hall. Um, John paused the, the tour and said, this isn't nothing to do about Darwin, and he explained the history of the old market hall, which is, um, you know, it's a very old building um, that was used to trade cloth and wool and uh, it was a very important building because that was one of Shrewsbury's main trade back in in the 1500s so that was good we got to, uh, to talk about that then we moved around to the Unitarian Church the Unitarian Church I've spoken about the Unitarian Church the Unitarian Church should I say a bit mumbly there and that you know about how that was Darwin's church as a child his family were Unitarian but it was the Unitarian Church that gave the Charles a license to question things because that's that's kind of how they do things they kind of encourage people to, to ask the questions and to, to wonder and to use a, use their minds that's because his family uh, were all Unitarian his grandparents who were the, the Wedgwoods um, you guys will know what Wedgwood is. It's the blue and white pottery that you can buy. You can buy plates and jugs and things with all the, the Wedgwood, beautiful Wedgwood patterns on them. And in honour of the of um of the Wedgwood family, if you go in the church and look up the border around the outside of the the ceilings, all blue and white, and that's in honour of them. And then we did the, the the. I'm not going to tell you about everything about the tour because it's going to spoil it on on John's behalf. But we did go through to many places throughout the town and John ex- expertly explained where all of these these points and where they were significant to, to Charles's story um, including the library you, you can't miss the library um, it's uh, just up from the train station and there's a giant uh, statue of Charles Darwin old Charles Darwin sat outside the library and back then it was the school it was uh, Charles Darwin's school and um, of course you know that's it's also it's where he learned, but it's also where he learned to question things. Because if he'd have followed the old educational system, um, where they learned a lot from the book, the good book, uh, he probably wouldn't have been where he was today. So yes, it's significant. Um, it's a beautiful place to go and visit as well. Um, if you ever pass him through, pop into the library and go and have a look upstairs. Um, there's a great room up there with loads of really old carved graffiti on the. Um, on the windowsills um it's really quite cool to see from the library uh we moved around to um the darwin gate the darwin gate is amazing i love it um i guess you could say it's like marmite with some of the locals some people don't quite understand it um it's if you've never been there it's right in the middle of the town and it's three pillars it's just the three pillars and it looks like the outside of the pillars are like made with glass or crystal or something you know and on top of the pillars uh, they've got like these iron uh, metal sculptures that almost look like bat wings. There you go, is the the, the Batman influence in me? <laughs> it looks like a, it looks like a bat. They look like bat wings, kind of curl, curling inwards. Now, if you were to stand in the middle of this this Darwin Gate and look around, you wouldn't kind of understand it. You wouldn't know what it was. It looked just looked like three random metal sculptures just there. And um, it's only when you cross the road. Um, over towards the British Heart Foundation charity shop, um, stand on that corner and look back at the at the sculpture. You kind of realise what it's supposed to be. I'm not going to spoil it. I encourage you all to do it because I lived in Shrewsbury for a while before I realised what it actually was. So if you don't realise what that is, the Darwin Gate, um, go and do it. Go and walk across the road carefully and look back at the sculpture and and you know look at it. And the idea of that is to encourage um, perspective. 
Perspective is important in science, okay? It's only when you find all of the information you kind of understand the problem. And Darwin had these ideas about evolution that not everybody else believed in, but that was because he had the information that the guy, everybody else didn't. You know, everybody was was so interested or, you know, kind of encouraged to 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 read the Bible and to follow the ways of, of the Lord. And, you know, um, it was kind of social convention then. But outside of that, there were facts that uh, Darwin... He, he he looked at, he he recorded, and he came to conclusions. And that is perspective. You know, you, you don't realise what you're looking at until you know the facts. Brilliant. Then we moved around to, and we stopped at Quantum Leap. Now, <laughs> it, I mentioned that the uh, the Darwin Gate is um, like Marmite. Well, the, the Quantum Leap, even more so. It's, um, it's at the side of the River Severn. Uh, it's across from the... Uh, the Welsh Bridge, if you're from Shrewsbury, you definitely know it. It's a giant rock sculpture, um, and it's made of separate rocks that are all kind of twisting and turning. And it, every single one is different, and each one is pointing at a different angle. And it almost looks like um, <laughs> a, a, a bit or a, a slice or even a sprig, I guess, of DNA, um, I think, anyway. And um, like I said, it's like Marmite. Uh, from the locals of Shrewsbury, some hate it, some love it. I quite like it. I think it's quite cool. But when you look at art, it can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, and that's because it's your own perspective. See? See how it all kind of links in? Um, and that's a beautiful thing about art. I mean, if you don't like it, crack on, move on. You don't like it. But if you do like it, there you go. you got a, a, a token there, a memento to look at and to um, inspire you every single day well thank but thank you to john he was a fantastic tour guide so knowledgeable i mean this guy was telling some amazing stories i don't want to spoil him because i've got him on recording and it would be a shame to kind of uh, release it on a podcast so that you don't ever feel like you want to go on one of his tours again because you know it already heard it on alex's podcast but um he's very knowledgeable and I would love to, I'd love to, I've, I'd give him a card, I'd love to sit and chat with him one day. So after that, we kind of ended it at the uh, the Quantum Leap, and I, I thought, well, take a walk through the, the quarry home, you know, because I live just in Bellevue. Um, I forgot how much of a mission it is to actually walk through the quarry from, from the Welsh Bridge. So but <laughs> I hadn't had any lunch by the time I got home, I was a bit, ugh, I was a bit fed up. Um, but I really enjoyed the tour. Um, I had some lunch. And then I wrote these notes that I'm reading from now. And, um, yeah, I, I got on with the rest of my afternoon and I was getting ready for the sidebar. Remember the sidebar that I mentioned yesterday? Whoa, sidebar. So the sidebar was a great event. I really enjoyed it. Um, they didn't quite have the turnout that they expected. There wasn't as many people there as they wanted there to be. But there was still quite a reasonable crowd. There were students there that were studying the subject. Uh, there were older people there that were genuinely interested. And there was... Um, an odd-looking podcaster there that doesn't really... I'm not an intellect. You know, I don't understand science. But I still enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I followed it all the way through. And I think that's the point, okay? So this was uh, 7.30 at the old post office, and it was done by Professor Mark Carver. Mark Carver is a, is a renowned scientist that works in cancer treatment. He's worked all around the world, and he works with companies that create pharmaceuticals um, that, you know, battle cancer. And I think, you know, uh, at first, I think maybe Mark was a little bit nervous, maybe because it wasn't such a big turnout. I guess when there's less people to talk to, it can be a bit more daunting, you know. Um, but uh, he gave a great 
chat. Um, he'd just done a lecture at the uh, University Centre Shrewsbury um, about um, biotechnology um, and the industry. So he's probably a bit tired as well. But he did a really, really good job. Um, he it was really it was a lecture that was that was worded in a way that even dumb guys like me could understand. And the topic was cancer. Are we winning? You know. So he started on his uh, on his lecture, and uh, we were all kind of listening to him, and he was encouraging us to to answer questions. But at first, nobody was really uh, seemed to want to put their hands up and answer questions. It's only, and this is the best thing about sidebar is okay, science in a bar. We're all sat there drinking beer. I was, and most of the people were as well, having a pint, you know, whilst enjoying this. And it's only when people started drinking more beers they kind of get more Dutch courage and they started raising their hands and asking asking questions. I know that was my case anyway. Um, and yeah, he explains all the all the problems that they have and they face with with creating new drugs, uh, how the expenses work, and how why they're so expensive. Um, he explains that yes, in, there are there are um, less incidences with males um, with lung cancer, I guess, because a lot of people are choosing to vape rather than smoke or just quit smoking altogether, go to the gym instead. I don't know and. But there are more people, so there are less cases of certain cancers, but because there's more people, there's more people getting cancer. It's on the rise, it's on the rise, it's on the rise. So they're winning in some respects, um, but the, the rise in populations make it difficult. And as well, the expenses, you're saying that to create a successful cancer drug, it costs around 3.2 or three, $3 billion dollars uh, to make, you know, and... Um, once once you do that you've got to you've got to get your money back you've got to get your money back so that's why a lot of uh cancer drugs can be hundreds of thousands of dollars um it's a, it's a very cruel cruel system i mean cancer's cruel in itself and i was a bit worried at first because it was a quite a grueling subject isn't it cancer uh, but it was actually a really interesting conversation um uh, lecture and the fact that we all got to put our hands up and and kind of interact with it was really good especially when you had a pint of beer <laughs> it made it a lot easier the old post post office have, have got a really great space up there in the loft i'd never been there before and it's perfect for for what we were using it for um i would encourage people to go and buy um when you go to a sidebar, there is another one on Thursday. I really would encourage people to go there. They're really insightful. But what I would encourage people to do is to buy buy two pints. Okay, don't just buy a pint because the le- the lecture is about an hour long. And Tim, who I spoke to on yesterday's podcast, he gets up and he inc- he introduces uh, uh, Professor Carver and he encourages people to go back to the bar and grab yourself a drink. You know, it's that's what this is for. It's meant to be a relaxed environment. Um, but what I gotta say is, uh, the loft is a great space in the, the post office. But to go and get a pint, you have to kind of go downstairs, across the courtyard, back into the pub, buy your beer, come back for the courtyard, back up the stairs, and back into the loft. And you don't want to miss any of the lecture, you know. So uh, by the time I'd finished my pint, I was kind of like, oh, I could do with another pint, yeah, you know. But I didn't want to miss any of the lecture. So buy two pints if you're gonna go. I had this guy next to me, uh, this Northern Irish guy. He's quite funny. Um, he had this awkward situation. You know when you know when you go to like the cinema or a place where you got to be quiet, and you have like really noisy food to eat. It was almost like a Monty Python sketch, or you know, it was really funny. He kind of pulled out this bag of like of like the shrimp crisps you can buy at at the, at the pub, and whilst Professor Carver was trying to do his lecture, you know, he's quite a quiet guy. You know, he's not got a microphone. You could hear the rustling of the bag of crisps open. 
And then this guy sat next to me. He's kind of slowly trying to chew these 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 shrimp crisps uh, as as quietly as he can. And then he finished. He finished the crisps, and I was like, "Oh, good. That's great." I felt awkward for him, so I thought, "That's that's good." And God, that's over for him. And then he slowly pulls out another bag of uh, salt and vinegar crisps and opens them and starts eating them too. It was quite funny. It was. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy the the the, the cancer lecture and. Um, but that guy was quite funny. He kept uh, making some great remarks. Uh, Professor Carver was um, uh, saying that one of the one of the key things that they keep saying with uh, the prevention of cancer is is to um, not eat as much bacon or to eat no bacon. And this guy, the shrimp crisp guy next to me, was like, uh, "It's not that you live longer; it's just that it feels longer when you don't eat bacon." I thought, "Yes," because uh, when he when when Professor Carver was talking about um, you know, don't eat bacon. I shouted, never! <laughs> I love my bacon. Uh, Professor Carver gave a great lecture. You know, it's really hard to take a, a subject like this and kind of dumb it down for people, you know. Yes, there were students in the room and there was a, a Norwegian guy that was across from me. He seemed to be following it. He was an older guy and he was enjoying it. But I turned up there... Be, not knowing what I was going to get into, but I followed the whole thing, you know, I, I followed it and I really enjoyed it. And I had questions to ask. Um, I put my hand up and I asked about um, the, the legalization of cannabis in Canada and America and what, what effects he thinks has, um, is going to have on the, on the cancer figures. And, you know, if he was interested, of course I was going to ask a question like that. It's in my nature. Okay. I'm really interested, but of course I had to lower the tone. <laughs> But yeah, thank you to uh, Mark um, for for that brilliant lecture. Thank you to Tim for bringing that. There is another one on Thursday. So on Thursday, you've got, uh, tomorrow, should I say, um, you've got the emergence of biochemistry-based personalized medicine, and that's by Professor Ian Wilson. And then, same as what Mark did, he's going to go to... um, uh, the old post office at 7.30, uh, do a sidebar about falling in love with your biome. And of course, that's on, on Valentine's Day, uh, the 14th. Uh, so yeah, falling in love with your biome. Uh, so why not, you know, everything on, on Valentine's cliche anyway. We always buy like a teddy bear and a card and do the same old things on Valentine's Day for your loved ones. Why not take him to a sidebar lecture on the biome, which is all the gooey stuff that keeps us going and keeps us alive i think it's uh <laughs> it sounds like a quite a fun evening i'm gonna go there i'm gonna have a pint and watch watch that um so yes yesterday was a really busy day and it did kind of take its toll on me i was really tired by the time i uh by the, by the time i got home from the sidebar but it also inspired me you know i've um i've learned quite a lot and it's all been for free bar the pint oh no the pint was free as well because tim bought me a pint thanks for that tim um but you know it was a, it was a great event and these events are free and you can go to them um i'm encouraging people to go out there and get involved you know bring your young ones maybe not to the sidebar <laughs> but to some i mean on friday there's a great event at the at the hive um it's called fuzzy beats and it's a, it's a musical class for for children. I'm going to take my little boy to that. I'm going to be going there. It's uh, 10.30 at the Hive called Fuzzy Beats. Um, and then at the Alb, uh, you heard me uh, mention that with James's show at the Alb. Um, at 6.30, you've got the evolution of alcohol production. 
uh, I'll be going to that too. <laughs> I mean, I'm really excited about that one. Um, oh, it's really interesting, I think, because, you know, because things have changed, haven't they? You know, with drinking. And I want to understand why. Uh, I mean, when I was younger, it was it was pretty much the same back then. Um, we'd all go around town and we'd get trashed. And, uh, you know, I want to know what's what's happened. Um, there's There's been a catalyst somewhere, hasn't there? Something's snapped. And... Um, it's created this this crazy Saturday night phenomenon we got every week in Shrewsbury Town. In most towns, I've got quite a few pubs. I mean, like I said before, previous podcast, I grew up in Wrexham. Wrexham's a very much a drink in town. It's it's something that I I'm very much used to. Um, but what happened between uh, a few guys having a few pints down the pub to Party Central? You know, I'm really excited. And apparently, there's free alcohol too. So <laughs> that's a that's a, a winner for me. Um, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this this little snippet of a show. Just explaining my day yesterday, I was going to do a podcast for the tour and a podcast for the sidebar and go into more detail. But I thought, well, I'll just tell you about my day instead, you know, because uh, that's what this thing is for. You can choose to make a day of this. You can choose. There is so much going on that you can make a day of going to different events. I know there were people at the, at the lecture, at Professor Carver's, lecture at UCS that were at the sidebar as well so they'd chosen to have a day of, of, of learning and possibly having a few pints later and doing a bit more easier learning um, but you can also just choose to do the odd events um, it's, 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 it's up to you um, but it's all for free it's a good cause and uh, get out there and support your town and what makes this town great and one of those great things is obviously Charles Darwin you know how many other towns can say they've had as influential guy as Charles Darwin be part of their heritage? Um, guys, hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'll uh, probably be about tomorrow, and uh, hope you're enjoying the Darwin Festival. And uh, here's to here's to Wednesday and getting through the rest of the week. Peace out, guys. <laughs>